Hi, thanks so much for joining us. This is Shannon from Strategic Intervention Solutions. I'm so happy you joined us for our blog today. Last week, we talked a lot about bump games and trying to make math with someone easy. For this post, we're gonna continue where we left off with last week's bumps games. It's no secret that 21st century learn, 21st century students learn completely different than we do. In the 1950s, roughly 80% of students were auditory learners and learned simply by hearing about something or from even reading a book. Today, less than 5% of the students in our classes are actually auditory learners. Instead, they are wired visually. They learn by seeing and doing, which is confirmed by how frequently today's students access YouTube or TikToks if they want to learn how to do things. We can take advantage of this trend to help buy back time during your math workshop. Instead of spending time in your class, time teaching students how to play games, which they may or, not, may, or may not remember tomorrow, why not let them YouTube it? On Monday, students can watch the video about the game they need to learn either on the, our website or even on our YouTube channel and then collaborate together on how to play by writing down rules, working through different scenarios, and so on. Then on Tuesday, they can play. Of course, they can always go back and reference the video if they want to, especially for the differentiated levels of play. But they can really do this independently. Since we talked about addition bump games last week, which is a great K2 resource, this week we'd like to go ahead and feature our multiplication bump. If students already have a foundation for bump in the lower elementary, the concept of bump multiplication will be a breeze as they get into third, fourth, and fifth grade. This game could integrate during your multiplication. This game could be integrated during your multiplication unit or any time throughout the school year when students just need to brush up on their multiplication facts. While we start bump multiplication games in third grade, as kids start to learn multiplication in that year, bump multiplications are also great for fourth and fifth grade as well. Even if you aren't actively teaching multiplication facts, you may have students that are just struggling with their times eight. There's nothing wrong with pulling out the um, speed times eight, which is a great game on our website, or bump times eight, game to give kids more practice. Don't miss out on our free downloads of bump times 100 and bump times 10, as well as all of the bump games that you can do for your basic facts for multiplication. Multiplication bump, the objective is to be the first person to get rid of your counters. The materials you need are 10 counters of one color and then 10 counters of a different color. The game board, note that it's in the regular game bump, you don't really need to have a specific game board. You could just draw 10 or 12 circles on a page and those circles, you can just skip count by whatever number the game is. For example, if you wanted to do the game bump times two, you could write in your circles two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, or 20. If you're using regular dice for the game, see the notes in our blog, you can also add 22 and 24 for the totals of the 12 circles of the game if you wanted to multiply by 11 and 12. The die or the dice. This game works with either a 10-sided dice, which some classrooms don't always have. So you always have the opportunity to use two regular six-sided dice. The benefit of the six-sided dice is that you have, they're more commonly accessible, obviously, in your classroom, and they give you a, ranger, a larger range of play as you have the option to go up to 12 times a number, since there's technically 12 faces. 
It's up to the teacher to decide which tool to use. The same setup is really the same in our free game boards. We tried to condense the game board so that the boards would be able to work with 10 or 12 circles. It has 10 circles that are in bold colors. So if you did have the 10-sided dice, you could use that option. And then we're going to have the two addition circles, the additional circles added that we could have a little less prominent, so kind of lightened out a little bit. That might be, there'll be times 11 and times 12. On the game board, we specifically made the times 11 and times 12 products be in black so they're a little bit kind of faded on the color but the other colors are much more bolder colors but they're a white font just like bump addition there are three different levels to multiplication bumps so you can differentiate based on your students level one you're going to roll the die anything you roll will be multiplied by the factor of the bump game you're playing and you can put your counter on the product for example if you're playing bump times four and you roll a five you, uh, you, will, you will times the five by the four and get the product of 20. And so you would put your counter on 20. If my partner rolls a six, he multiplies it by four and then puts the counter on 24 as the product. If I roll six, I can bump my partner's counter off the 24 and put mine on instead. If I roll a five and I'm already had a counter on the 20, I can add a second counter to the 20 and crown it. This would mean that I would technically own the 20 and I would be unbumpable. Anytime anyone rolls five the rest of the game, they would lose their turn since that number product is unavailable. So one, you roll the die, two, you multiply the number by the die, by the factor of the game, three, you place, bump, or crown the product. Four, you can continue rolling until someone's out of counters. There isn't a lot of strategy, honestly, in level one. Level two, this really adds a level that's a bit more complex to the game. You're still working with products, but you're helping the kids understand how to decompose a product into parts that add up to the total. For example, if I rolled a five and I'm playing the bump four, I could A, put a counter on the product of 20 if it's available to me, or B, I could put the two add-ins that total the, pro the product. Remember the board is skip counting by fours. So I could put one counter on 16 and one on four as the sum of those numbers is still 20. This way I got rid of two counters instead of one. If my partner rolls a four later, they could put the counter on 16 or put a counter on the eight in order to crown it and bump me off the space I was using with eight and eight equaling 16. Level three, is called Bump Unlimited. It has the most options for students getting rid of their counters, as does addition during the addition, during the addition game. But this time we take the product and decompose it into as many add-ins as possible. The idea here is to get rid of more than two counters and it helps the students become a bit more strategic and forward thinking. For example, if I use that same example and I roll the five times four is 20, I could A, put the counter on 20. B, put the counter on four and five or 20. C, I could put one counter on 12 and then two counters on four to crown it, which would be a great idea because it would total that amount, um, which the total would be the, still the product of 20. The strategy comes in here 
with all the good numbers are easily smaller numbers generally usually get used up first after those numbers are gone you really have to be creative to think about how to use some of those bigger numbers accountability sheets are vital i think to the success of your math with someone station especially in the upper grades while you're working with your math at the teacher station you know how it goes it looks like they're playing their game but do you really know if they're doing it the right way for bump games, making an accountability sheet is quick and easy. Students can create their own really quickly. You can have them record their first eight to 10 facts they play. So if I rolled a four, five, I would write down the product of 20 if I was doing five times two. Don't tell this to students, but I actually don't even look at the accountability sheets. Just having the kids turn the accountability sheets help to know that they're actually doing what they're supposed to in their stations. Their accountabilities are really for their job that they're supposed to do. I will, I will use it as a check-in or and then maybe toss it later. Storage and logistics. The pieces for bump are kept in the mass salad bar as usual. If you download our free game board, you'll need three copies of the game and any other documents in our game binder. You don't need to have a game board for every student. So within the game binder, we have three copies of each game board in a clear plastic sleeve. So you could potentially have six students to go to that station. If partner A gets the game board and the materials, maybe partner chooses what version of bump they're gonna play. Differentiation, bump multiplication lends itself very well to differentiation. Students could be working on different facts and different groups, but we strongly suggest that you follow our progression for how we actually go about teaching the facts. No longer do we start with the twos and then go all the way up to the 10. That method promotes memorizations of patterns. That this method, the method of promoting memorization of patterns really works, is really difficult for kids when they just do the twos and the threes and the fours and the fives. You know that when you get to the six, sevens, eights, and nines, it all falls apart. Instead, we like to teach the concepts of multiplication so students could see the pattern rather than just memorizing a procedure. Not familiar with our progression of multiplication facts? You should check out our this sequence. It's a free download on our website along with the companion product that's one of our best sellers, The Multiplication Journal by Kristen Hilde. Our progression, we always teach the times fives and times tens together because when we learn that way, all's in the same pattern. Then we do the two, fours, and the eights. Next, we do the three, sixes, and nines, and then seven's always taught alone with five and two. Make sure you put your bump game boards in the correct order as well. There are several blogs in this topic of the progression of multiplication facts. If you need more information, you can check it out. Multiplication speed is another great companion tool to go along with the game. Speed and multiplication Tetris will be featured in our blog next week. We also have a bump times 10 and bump times 100. The option of bump takes to another level. In fourth grade, students are starting to learn how to decompose in multiplication, as well as how to do partial products using an area model. One of the things that's key is that students don't often understand or have a very shallow understanding of the idea of multiplying a number times 10 and times 100. We might have been taught a procedure for this operation, like if we did 17 times 10, just multiply the 17 times one and then add the zeros. While this might be a great shortcut, how many students, or adults for that matter, really understand what's happening in this situation? What happened to the value? When do the students get to partial products in the area model? 
And eventually, X, when they're actually when they do polynomials as X is a value in middle school, they won't understand what is happening. In fifth grade, when they start multiplying and dividing fractions, they'll also need more than just memorizing the procedure to be successful. So we created a bump times 10 and a bump times 100 that are really well placed in fourth grade. The same rules apply in these games as for the other bump games. You still need 10 clear counters of one color, 10 clear counters of another color, two regular die, dice. Note, we're going to use the two six-sided dice here because then students can go up to 12 times 10 or 12 times 100. Place value discs are optional. If students need it, they can use place value discs from the mass salad bar to actually act out what is happening with the numbers. If I have a 12 and wanted to create it 10 times, I could easily see what's happening by placing the value of the number to be able to show what's happening. Place value strips would also work well here. Bump times 10 examples, all the rules are the same except when they roll, that some of the two dice is multiplied by 10. Level one, if, you, if I get a five and a six, I would add it together to get 11 and then times it by 10. I would put my counter on 110. My partner right roll eight and then do eight times 10 and then just put it on 80. Level two, if I get an eight by rolling a five and a three, I can put my counter on 10 times the sum, which would be 80, or I could put the counter on 10 times of each individual number of dice. So that would be 50 and 30, which adds up to the 80. If my partner rolls a nine and a five with a five and a four, they can put one counter on 90, or they can use the 50 on one counter and the 40 on other to total 90. Bump unlimited, same idea. I roll an eight times 10 and I get 80. I can put my counters on any combination of numbers to total the product. Other examples to do bump times 100 is also the same. If I roll a five, which is made up of a three and a two, I can multiply that by 100 and put a counter on 500. If I wanted to do level two, I could roll the five with a three, I could roll a total of five with three and two. I could put them on the product of 500 or the individual numbers times 100, which would be 300 and 200. And the unlimited, if I roll a five, with a three and a two, I might get tricky and put two counters on 200, crown it and own it, and then put one on 100, which still also adds up to the total of 500. Whether you let your students learn to play their own or show the video tutorial to your class to target the visual learners, we hope you can buy back some time during your math workshop with these videos. Additionally, these videos are great parent resources. Bump really is just a simple game, right? Almost everyone has regular dice, maybe in a junk drawer, and can use coins or snacks for counters. Send the game home for kids to play with their parents or direct them to our YouTube channel and they can check out the rules. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you found our blog this week helpful. I can't wait for next week as we're going to be doing multiplication Tetris, as well as showing some videos on how to do one of our favorite games, multiplication speed.